Arts of Spirituality podcast. This is your host, Myra. This podcast takes us on a journey to finding new ways of spirituality that can help us ascend to our higher self and be one with the universe. Hi, friends. Today we have Kim here with us and we're going to be talking about a couple of things but i'm so excited because he's on instagram he has a whole bunch of videos on energy work and we've been talking about energy work and how you could incorporate your consciousness with your body and the energies of your body hi kim how are you yeah i'm very well thank you very much for having me on i started seeing your videos a couple weeks ago where you were like doing movements and stuff like that and in my practice, there's a certain thing where we incorporate like spirit guides and the energies of our ancestors and stuff like that. And the movements are very similar to the videos that you have. So when I started seeing your videos, I'm like, am I doing it unconsciously? And it's just like happening. And you know, because we incorporate a lot of like movement around the heart and the stomach area. And it's all like very flowing energy. The first thing that I always ask my guests is, how did you know that you were spiritual? Like, what was the moment that said, I am actually spiritual, I'm, I'm a spiritual being, I am going through an awakening, I'm going through something spiritual. What was that moment like to you? Yeah, so I would say spiritual, mystical kind of experiences started happening quite young in my life. So, um, I, when I was younger, I was about seven years old when my, my father passed away, he was only 32 years old. So. Uh, bef just before he passed away, he went to India and he was looking for like some kind of holistic healing for motor neuron disease, which they said there was no cure for. Um, so I was about six years old and I spent quite a bit of time in India Dur during the time when I was there for about seven months. I experienced a lot of weird kind of stuff like he saw healers and things and I, I it was all really way out there, but I remember it because it was so different to to life as I knew it even as a child so it's uh, something that stayed with me forever um, so you know I saw some weird rituals and things um, you know and I, I even asked my, my mother about it sometimes and she's uh, she, she can't even remember it herself so I tend to I seem to remember more stuff than myself so anyway I mean that was sort of my then my father passed away and I remember being um, my, I watching my mum she was quite religious uh we were born into i'm born into sikhism so my mother and father were quite spiritual religious anyway um and then my father passed away uh when i was about 12 years old this book fell off my bookshelf when i where i used to play computer games so there was a bookshelf in there with a lot of his books that he used to read so whilst i didn't really know him as i was growing up i used to there was lots of things he left behind, like books and journals and things like that. So I started sort of going through them. Um, and in my house as well, you know, we, we even though I was born a Sikh, we had like a statue of Jesus, a picture of Shiva. So it was a very sort of multicultural, like my dad was clearly into more than just Sikhism. So, you know, he had these books like The Opening of the Third Eye, lots of books like on like occult knowledge and wisdom and um, so I started to read them so this happened when I was 12 but I didn't really start reading it it happened three times the third time I picked it up so the book actually fell off the bookshelf by itself so it ha it was strange that it was the same one that fell over each time so because it was a number of books so so from that time I, I knew there was something going on 
and I picked up the book and I realized so I've, I've actually got two copies there you can see one is the original which I put in a cover and I bought another one because they're hard to get hold of and on the back my father wrote some words the truth is high higher still is truthful living so from right from that time that was 30 years ago now I've been on this journey trying to figure out what is the third eye what's this all about what's the chakras all about so i started to delve quite deep into meditation understanding the chakras and everything uh, about the same time i started doing wing chun kung fu so i was about 14 years old then i was introduced more to chi um, chi energy and learning how to use energy understand rhythm and motion so there's with martial arts there's the internal martial arts and then there's the external martial arts external martial arts is like the punching, the kicking, the blocking, and the internal martial arts is about mastering your own mind and your own body and spirit. So I started to get a bit of an introduction into chi energy back then. So uh, that alongside my sort of spiritual development, they, they always sort of went, went alongside. So I was always very much into this the yogic kind of philosophies and meditation from that perspective. And then the martial arts perspective from... A spiritual side as well so yes the martial arts the physical aspect but also mastering the mind uh, the body and spirit and this connection to spirit was a big thing that really connected with me so it all start, sort of started there and um, since then I've done various martial arts Tai Chi Qi Gong um, then 2015 I started my own journey so that that was when I had what I would say my Kundalini awakening in 2015 so that was the most profound experience I had but there was always little I mean there's, there's always been things going on throughout my life as I would say that always hinted or showed me that you know there's more to this than than we can see physically you know well first of all I'm sorry for your father passing um but I feel like your father's always been there because to me it's so heartwarming that the book that he left behind is the one falling off the book bookshelf right like almost like he's telling you something yeah. like he's there telling you hey look into this look into that um and to me that's very heartwarming because in in my practice we like i mentioned we believe in spirits we believe in um ancestors and the things that guide us um so it's only like a energy shift right like we shift into a different um dimension or a different pla uh, plane so to me that sounds beautiful that your journey started from that and you got to experience your dad in the spiritual aspect and then now it's like transitioning into something else and then it just led you into something so much deeper um to me that's it, it's just a validation of like um how we have always been spiritual it's just like paying attention so you've been a paying attention since you were a kid you know you knew something was was going on yeah exactly and and the most profound experiences have usually followed for me after some kind of loss in some shape or form so losing my father initially sort of led to that um, and then my my brother passed away in 2018 and then after that i had another awakening even more profound experience so my kundalini you know the kundalini for me and my experience has been very uh, gradual and there's been like uh, I would say probably a partial awakening initially and I started to have physiological symptoms initially 
like back in about 2011, 2012, around about that time. So my, my spine felt like it was on fire and I just, I couldn't explain it. It wasn't like you had a fever. It was just that part of my spine. It was just my spine and the back of my neck and right up to the top of my head. There was, it felt like it was on fire and nobody could figure out what was going on. Um, during that time, I had started to have pains over my body, just sharp shooting pains. So something neurological, something was happening. Um, this is when I started to really get into the Qigong, trying to heal my body because I thought something was going on and I was worried because of what happened with my father with motor neuron disease. So I had all sorts of tests and things go happen. But one of the things that I realized is that there's so much you can do yourself, you know, so there's, there's a lot you can do to help yourself, even if there's something happening physically. Um, so you know along my journey I, I became a certified therapist in neurolinguistic programming timeline therapy i've picked up skills you know nlp timeline therapy qigong uh, the meditation stuff so lots of different things from different sources and i, I put it all together um so I've, I've been doing coaching now for about 20 years like but that as i said earlier it was more in the financial industry because that's the business where i worked um, and, and spend most of my time. So most of the clients I was working with were in that industry. But in the last couple of years, I've spent more time focusing more on helping people on this journey. And uh, those that have really been sort of either they're, they're either seeking awakening or going through awakening in some sense, or even struggling after awakening, which I found a lot of my work has been as helping people, especially those that have been through a Kundalini awakening how to understand the process because it happened quite gradually for me you know after the, that initial onset with some physiological symptoms three years after that i had what i would call my kundalini awakening leaving this body um and have a very profound experience of this connection with cosmic intelligence um and and that was during a time where i was just doing my practice so all i really did um myself was focus on the practice that i always do so like my belief is an awakening like something as profound as a kundalini awakening or enlightenment you can't force it to happen it will happen when you're ready so uh, but for me it's always been just preparing myself for whatever may happen whatever can happen so uh and that's what i think the focus should always be on just, just pre 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 preparing yourself rather than seeking awakening or Kundalini awakening, enlightenment, you know, the seeking itself puts you in the way, you know, so you, you've got to get yourself out of the way. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, you mentioned a lot of practices in, in you know, your story, like you doing this, you doing that. And I feel like every everyone who's spiritual starts dabbing into little things, right? Like um, you start looking for your niche, right? Like what what speaks to me the most? And then... And everything that you do, you find a little bit of yourself. Can you explain to us what Qigong is? Qigong stems from uh, China, okay? So, whereas yogic philosophy comes more from India, so Qigong is more from from China, ancient China, and it's, it's, it's very, very old. I mean, it goes back centuries and centuries, so uh, very well documented. Um, Qigong is something that most people are probably most familiar with, with um, like acupuncture and because uh, there's a medical use of the uh, Qigong meridian system at least. So Qigong is vast. This is what I found out myself. So Qigong is used 
um, in Tai Chi. Uh, Qigong is used in Kung Fu, like Shaolin monks, for example, they use Qigong. So Qigong itself actually means to, so Qi is vital life force energy. So in yoga, they would call it prana, okay? But the same thing, prana. So vital life force energy, gong means to master through practice. So ma master the skill of working with something. So it's basically mastering the, the, the life force energy through the practice. So, so Qigong is really any practice that helps you do that. Um, so that's why it's vast. There's so many different styles, which is what I realize. Every single style had different forms, but they're like with many things, like even if you look at religion or even yoga, most of the philosophies may vary a little bit, but the underlying concepts, there's some sort of universal truths that, I, that I've found. There's universal truths and you'll find like, you know, for example, yoga talks a lot about the central channel, the Shashumna channel and the seven chakras in the center of the body. Qigong focuses more on three energetic centers, but they're connected to the chakras and they're also in the center of the body. So the lower Dantian is connected to your root chakra, your sacral, your solar plexus. The middle Dantian is connected to your heart chakra. And then you've got your upper Dantian in Qigong, which is connected to your throat, third eye and crown chakra. So they are very much connected. And this is what I realized. Wait a minute. These things don't necessarily have to be separate. They can actually be brought together because they actually do really complement each other. So that's what I realized uh, by studying different things. You know, so as I said, I was born a Sikh, but I'm very open minded. I learned things from Christianity, from uh the bhagavad gita in hinduism and so all sorts just keeping an open mind you know uh you know take take what you what you like and leave what you don't you know just just uh, what resonates with you not everything will always resonate with you so there's many sources of information i believe it's just a matter of what resonates with you so so i like to look around keep an open mind trust also believe that the your soul will take you to where you should be going anyway and take you towards the sources of information so i see this whole world as like a it's just full of signposts uh these signposts are everywhere you just got to keep your eyes open yeah absolutely i love how you mentioned that you have to take what resonates right what what is kind of being incorporated into your own spirituality the way that you are learning what you're mastering you're going to learn, like, like per se, if I learn a different type of spirituality, it helps me with my individual spirituality in the practice that I'm doing. Because it makes me see a different perspective, so I understand it in a different way. Because I think that um, when you see different perspectives, it makes you understand your perspective. So I love that you mentioned, like, take what you can from every other source that you're learning from. It's not, it's not just one. So just to add on Qigong, Qigong, I mean, it's really about... At its core, it's about understanding that everything is nature. So there's a Taoist philosophy comes into this and the Tao, the way of the universe, the way of nature. So, you know, we're born without a business plan. We die without a business plan. So there is something, you know, going on very much naturally, right? We go to sleep at night. We don't make a business plan, right? We just, we just, we just wake up and the life is happening. You just look at nature. So, you know, we've got to remember we're nature and sort of get back in tune with your true nature by connecting with nature so chi chi qigong is about that but it's also a correct just correcting so understanding nature itself has this beautiful flow to it like a plant or tree 
it just grows uh, right and a flower just blossoms petal by petal quite naturally um, synchronistically it's it's all just happening so having that understanding yeah um, you know there, there is a beautiful flow to everything and we can get in tune with that flow you know to somewhat we are because you know that's how we are here in the first place you know so there there is some 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 rhythm and flow to to life and existence that's what brought us here in the first place and will also take us out at some point but um whilst whilst we're here just understanding bringing our connection to uh some simple things like correcting the way our mind body spirit uh, is so really understanding everything really should be quite naturally beautiful um so like correcting things like our breathing correcting things like our our body uh so nutrition exercise you know keep moving um you know keep the energy flowing up and down the meridians across the whole body so in qigong we believe that you correct your your breathing and your body the mind starts to correct itself so there's actually three corrections mind corrections body corrections breath corrections but if you keep focusing on correcting your breathing and your body and keep focusing on correcting yourself physically uh, that has a knock-on effect on you energetically emotionally mentally i was watching one of your videos earlier um where you were talking about like exercising the breath right and now that we're talking about like the benefits of like um of it and i was doing the exercise while you're doing the video and i was like one thing that i loved was that you had rave music like that type of music because i feel like it just emphasizes how intense the energy is and how how flowy it could be and how um spontaneous and free and just it's not like in meditation where you're just like trying to quiet the mind in like peaceful quiet mind it's more like no incorporate that energy like not not forceful but um like enjoy the energy so when i when i listen to your videos and i'm listening to the music that you're putting on and i'm listening to like okay breathe okay um relax the mind relax this or whatnot um it's more like you're having fun exactly exactly i mean it's supposed to be fun really so you know understanding firstly the way the whole system works and qigong works i had to understand all of that i had to do things the way it was taught originally but then i put my own stamp on it because i used to be a dj when i was younger so i loved music so naturally um i was doing qigong one day with just focusing my conscious attention on my breath and my movement so the idea is to bring your consciousness out of the mind bring your attention to something else that is normally unconscious so we breathe unconsciously normally we move majority of the time we're moving like i'm moving now it's mostly unconscious i'm not consciously choosing these movements i'm not consciously even choosing the words this is unconscious so it's about recognizing there's this unconscious intelligence which is basically automatic like it's not you're not really consciously choosing anything it's just happening so there is this natural effortless flow to things so i call it unconscious intelligence so the way we tap into this is to bring our conscious attention to something that is normally unconscious not the thoughts because you have unconscious thoughts and conscious thoughts because normally in meditation you bring your attention to the thoughts 
and you just witness, observe, you'll have some quiet moments and they come back and you witness, observe. And you just, you know, most people when they meditate, just watching thoughts come and go. So the attention here in Qigong is different. The, the attention, instead of on the thoughts, it goes direct away from the thoughts completely. It goes to the practice. So either the breathing or the movement um, and the qi itself. So bringing connection of consciousness, which in Qigong we call yi, bring the yi to the qi so the consciousness to the life force energy so where can we feel sense uh life force energy well in the breath and also movement so there's life force energy in the movement right so and also this is why i use music because i believe there's life force energy in music because music is energy like that's why we feel it if we really listen to music some people just listen to music some people really feel music i feel music so I don't just listen to it, I feel it. So it's the same as like when you have a dance, you feel the music and you dance to the rhythm of the music. So it all comes down to rhythm and vibration. So, you know, I refer to this as the fourth dimensional. So we're in the three dimensional, next is fourth dimensional, which is realm of just rhythm and vibration, energy. So like music is something and sound is something that we can't physically see, but we know it exists, right? Um, just like breath, we know it exists because it keeps us alive. Without it, we're dead, but we know it exists. So this is all about connecting the mind with the unseen, right? So what, what, what we can't see. So energy, but you can't physically see it. So all in all, what this does, and you keep bringing your focus, your conscious attention onto energy, which exists, but you can't see it. What happens, your mind starts to develop this, this deeper connection with energy energy which you can't see which is actually exactly what spirituality is about getting deeper insights into things you can't see right uh, making connections you know spiritually is about so this sort of leads that the way for me for this energy work to to the the next body so we've got the physical body then energetic body which is the 4d then the 5d is a spiritual body so having that deeper connection with that energetic body deepens that connection with the spiritual body it's funny that you say that you used to be a DJ because the moment that you said that, I think back to all the rave parties that I've gone to. I've never been on substance. I'm not a substance type of girl. But when I am in those kind of parties and those mixtures, you could feel the energy. It, you could either feel like leaving your body, like um, stress or relieving something um, out of your body through the dance. Because there's not really a one-two step how to dance it, right? It's just like how you are free-flowing I guess you could say um so I, I found that very fascinating that you tied the both of them because that's what spoke to me because when I've been to rave parties just something very very free um and incorporating your spirituality um I thought I was the only one that felt that emotion when I listened to that type of music um but it was because I was sober dancing these kind of music other people are just under the substance always um doing something in order to you know, to kind of um, be connected with that energy. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's it's like an energy. Um, you have to be conscious with your body and the energy that's within um, and the energy that's kind of flowing. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of people typically think like meditation, spiritual practice needs to be like all about relaxation and uh, not necessarily the case because in Qigong, Taoist philosophies is yin yang. So there's the peaceful, blissful yin state, relaxed, 
right? That's the divine feminine state, and the yang is the divine masculine, is expressive, energized. So we need both states, you know. As far as I'm concerned, as a human being, you need two states of mind, being able to be in peace and bliss, and the other state of mind just being energized, being productive. That's it. You just need to be able to go from one to the other. That's 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 all you need. Absolutely. The other thing that I really liked about your page and the things that you talk about is um, how to unfuck yourself. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, this came around from my my own journey. Um, so I, I talk, spoke about me losing my brother. Now, my brother passed away from depression and alcohol abuse. So back then I was still, I used to still, I wasn't huge drinker but i did used to drink alcohol there was a time where i even used to smoke so i used to have bad habits like i used to smoke cigarettes drink alcohol um so there was a time where and, and then my brother passing away there's a wake-up call so i always think there's a blessing in disguise somewhere so during that time of the loss obviously it's 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 not nice and it's painful and it's traumatic but over time you realize okay there was there's there's good things that came about from this because it i actually gave up like what I thought, what I realized was, it was these things. Like I, I read a book. Um, Russell Brand had a book. I think it's called Recovery, something, something along those lines. And um, there's twelve steps of recovery, which a lot of people, which recover from alcohol, drug addiction, and things like that, they use this twelve-step recovery process. One of the steps is, uh, what am I doing to fuck myself? So what am I doing to 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 mess myself up? So, and, and, and then after you ask that question, uh, you ask that question, you write down the answer. So what am I doing to fuck myself up? What am I doing basically that's not serving me? So what, what am I doing, my habits that actually work against me? So things that I actually do, which do not serve me and me moving to where I want to go. So it's asking that question. I still do it now. There's always things you'll find. When you start this process, it's amazing because you'll always, you'll find one thing that you 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 know is messing you up and then you'll find another thing and then you'll find another thing so so um there's 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 a lot of unfucking to do basically so um so it, it's not necessarily just like um it apl applicable to like behaviors like drinking alcohol or smoking or things you might become addicted to it could be anything it could be behaviors it could be the way you act um you know you might naturally be someone that um you might have a habit of responding to people and things they say in certain ways that you might like to change so that might be something that you think okay well if i wasn't doing that i'd be a better person so that could also be classified as something that you'd want to change so it's just becoming clear with what behaviors you have that do not serve you and then understanding um what you can do to to unfuck yourself so what can i do and usually it's it's stopping doing these things right so you you learn what it is that you're doing that's that's not serving you and how do you undo that it's usually by stopping those things that are not serving you right so so it could be also taking on new things as well so you know unfucking yourself and becoming moving in the direction you do want to go could be taking on uh other other activities something else so i always say like addiction really isn't a problem it's what you're addicted to like if you get addicted to breath work or you know um or going for a walk in nature or connect you know 
meditation is not really so bad it's what are you addicted to again um, you know is what do you what do you what is it that you have to you feel like you you have to do but you know you shouldn't do it you know sometimes the best thing to to do to overcome your shadows is to face what you're most afraid to do so what are you most afraid to give up what are you most afraid to do what are the steps that scare you the most because usually those are the most important ones because everything's like a cause and effect right like like what you said like everything you do creates a reaction from the world and the energy from the world um whether it's a person whether it's like certain scenarios always constantly coming um so it's a cause and effect so um to me i feel like what you're saying is like be conscious of who you are so you don't you don't like self self sabotage yourself earlier we were talking about uh your kundalini awakening right like how there's phases of it and how you can't really rush your your awakening you can't really rush your kundalini you can't really force it to happen and i know like a lot of people are in that journey where they want to forcefully like let, let me go through someone that could help me let me do this let me do that and um things happen in your body because this happened to me right um i wasn't really ready when when i was going through it but i was forcing it and then i ended up like getting myself really stuck and like you mentioned like um your body actually feels when it's not ready because you'll start having blockages like I, I remember like i had like a big um like the back of my neck felt like i was being grabbed like um because it wasn't ready there was there was a blockage in the throat chakra so um what are some tips that you recommend for someone who wants to go through a kundalini awakening or that is going through a kundalini awakening yeah the most important thing is i would say is firstly understand the the energy like do some research understand the energy and how it travels up and and how it works through the chakras and your energetic body so you just have a bit of an understanding of what to expect because you know i don't know about you like but for me when i experienced it i was you know very conscious of the whole process very much aware of what was going on i do hear some people have very spontaneous awakenings where it just sort of happens i, I don't know i've heard the stories but i can only really speak from my own experience so I all I ever did I'm very much aware of the kundalini but it's not something that I was like fixated on or obsessed with like some people I do find are very obsessed with enlightenment and kundalini they're just things I'm aware of it's not like I was obsessed on kundalini awakening or anything at that point in time I was just focused more on understanding the practice better understanding the energetic system what am I working with the chakras um, you know, not just with, with the Kundalini awakening, it's not just understanding the seven body chakras. I had to understand the earth chakra, which is below the feet, below the body, and the, the chakra above the head as well, which is above the crown chakra, which some people refer to as the soul star chakra. Um, so I had to make this connection with Shakti from the earth and Shiva. So Shakti is the, the electromagnetic life force energy from the earth itself. So in Qigong, we understand it as like earth below, man in the middle, and then heaven above. So I understood all these concepts. And so from an energetic perspective, you need to be able to make a, an association with your physical body and the energies that you're working with, at least, uh, you know, in my, in my opinion. So I'd, I personally just understood the energies and I continue to work on the practice so for me practice was a combination of um, some pranayama yoga breathing techniques so 
uh, namely Kapalpati Pranayam and uh, Pastika Pranayam. So there's typical, there's certain ones. But generally, uh, what I realized helped me the most with the working with the energy in the central channel was focusing on the uh, energy in the, the lower Dantian. So make sure work through the chakras sequentially. Uh, I do find this even with my work as well, because most people try to work straight with the third eye, especially you think people initially just want to jump straight to third eye and awaken their third eye for some reason, whereas you know, I, it doesn't work like that. You've got to do it from the ground up. It's like a plant, like the soil, the base of the plant is at the bottom, the soil, the, the, the plant, the, the stems of the tree, the plant are going to grow up, then the flowers the, and the branches and everything afterwards. So so with awakening i would say always focus on nurturing your lower chakras so your your root chakra is all about that's the i am chakra right you exist it's about being present being back it's about being grounded and then you've got uh the i feel chakra right so your sacral chakra your solar plexus i do so it's about taking action then the I love chakra, the heart chakra, but understand these are this is where you got to live from. So it's not just about the spiritual practice. The, this is like what my dad wrote in the back of the book. The truth is high, higher still is truthful living. So it's not just about practice. And this is where people tend to get it really wrong because they think I've just got to do my breathing practices. I've just got to do the meditation. No, you actually got to live what you're learning. And that's the biggest uh, thing a lot of people don't realize. So, you know, like unconditional love. Yeah, you, you can know about it, but you've got to live with it. <laughs> the the difference the, the, the difference is living with what you've understood and, and learned. So the practices alongside living the concepts that you learn is the key for me. That's what's helped me. It's living the concepts. Now, there's going to be times where uh, you learn concepts, you live concepts. There's, there's more to learn. There's always more to learn. There's always more expanded consciousness more uh, awareness of of everything that is uh, as it is but there's always going to be an evolution in consciousness so it always keeps growing that's a great thing about personal development even after kundalini awakening or enlightenment there's more right so you know it's like for me my kundalini awakening happened in 2015 now there's a phase after that because your 72,000 nadis across your whole body have awakened. You've, you've witnessed and observed your your light body and yourself as something else other than a human being. So coming to grips with that, uh, this is where people can struggle because this is where people have those experiences, sometimes labeled as psychosis or grandiosis. Okay, I see a lot of people will end up even, um, if they can't handle the energies or they've tried to miss working with certain parts of themselves um, in, the, in the lower chakric system then that's when you will come face to face with whatever imbalances still exist there's nothing wrong with this they just they're just going to show up so there's always shadow work along the way so you know as far as i'm concerned i'm never perfect there's always work to be done so i don't care how far i get there's always more that i'm going to be shown that i can continue to work on you know Absolutely. And that kind of ties into your healing journey, right? Because um, like you said, you never stop healing, you never stop learning, you never stop like every phase is something new. Um, whether we're healing our inner child, whether we're healing the things that happened in our past or even in past lives. So we go so far as far as um, healing and our journey that 
you don't really stop healing. It's a journey for the rest of your life and eternity, I guess you could say. It's non-stop. I mean, and, and I think life will always give you something else to heal. Like there's going to be something else that's going to happen. It's going to be losing another loved one or some kind of pain. Like me personally, I've had physical injuries. I've got a slip disc in my back, problem with my hip. So from physical injuries, so there's physical pain, there's mental pain, there's emotion. There's always, that's a part of the process. Like I do believe pain and suffering does lead to, to the strength, the mental strength you need, the emotional strength you need. If you don't go through anything, you, you just you just be weak. So it takes this sort of, that, that the tests, right? The trials and tribulations. We, we have to learn through it, unfortunately. Yeah, um, and it's like this conversation I had with someone about how we kind of need those, uh, what we call like um, um, obstacles, right? Or those lessons in life because other than that, we would never have the courage to learn more, the courage to kind of like seek more. And we would be just like, okay, my life is perfect. I don't need to do anything else, anything extra. And we will continue living our lives in the darkness. So how do we look for light? You have to go through the darkness, get out of the darkness, try to figure out one, two, three, four, five things in order to get out of there. And that's the only way you're going to learn. The only way you're going to become um, your ascended self, your higher self, or connected to your higher self, is just learning all these little things that are happening. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with everything that, that you're mentioning. Um, and I know you offer certain services where you help and you guide people through these processes, like not just like their Kundalini awakening, but the breath work. I know you have um, things going on like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I believe, where you, you help people with um, breath work. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about the services that you offer? Yeah, sure. So basically, um, with the Mind of Matter, I've got... Um, a website where there's some online courses so there's one main course that I've done it's uh, the superhuman activation course uh, package but it comes with energy mastery so it's a it's a whole online course so it's about 16 hours altogether so that's one of the services I offer but as you mentioned I do classes so in April 2023 I launched uh, two weekly classes they're via zoom every week so on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And what we do here is basically focus mostly on the Qigong, but I do bring other things into it. So, so it's always a little different. So I'll bring in NLP timeline therapy a little bit. So um, some, some yoga philosophy, some hermetic principles. So it all comes together, but we do do life practice. So we will do breathing techniques, uh, moving meditation, guided meditations, um, some even therapy as well, group therapy. So it's a combination of things, but there's always stuff to do. Um, now, part of that um, community, so there's a, it's, it's the live classes, but there's actually an online community that comes with it. So it's basically just like Instagram or Facebook. So it's a social media platform with posts and videos. It's got all the past recordings of the past events on there. So you can catch up on those and um, there's challenges. So I put challenges on there to keep people motivated and disciplined because one of the things I realize is people struggle to keep up with the practice and stay disciplined along the way. So discipline is critical. This is why we do the classes 
at least twice a week so that people at least do the practice on those two days. But the way that I do it, I teach it as a lifestyle. So it's not just about those two hours per week. It's about what you're doing outside of that time as well. So I normally give people tasks, challenges to do throughout the week so that they stay on top of it. And this really helps with accountability, which is what people tend to struggle with. So staying accountable, staying disciplined. Um, so yeah, this, this is the main thing. I do do one-to-one -one coaching as well, which I offer. So all these services are available on themindofmatter.com uh, for more information if anybody wants to check them out. This is kind of like exercising. You have to stay consistent and exercise that spiritual muscle too. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I've, I've done it like classes because I say basically it's like a gym class. Like, you know, you join the gym, you're more, firstly more likely to go, okay? But, you know, then some people join the gym and still don't go. But then you, at least you've made the first step. Then the next step is turning up the classes. Then the next step is doing what you learn in the classes, right? So, <laughs> yeah, and keeping up with it. Other than, otherwise, that muscle just goes away. Like all your effort, you have to start from ground zero all over again. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Like um, spirituality is like a muscle. You have to exercise. Go to the gym. Go to your spiritual gym, right? Because <laughs> um, that's the thing. So obviously, you mentioned the website. You're on Instagram. Are you on TikTok, by the way? Yes, I am. The Mind of Matter on TikTok as well. The Mind of Matter on Facebook. The Mind of Matter on YouTube. The Mind of Matter on Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The main thing is if you go to the Instagram profile, that's where most of the action's at. The Mind of Matter on Instagram, and there I've got my link tree in the bio. So you click on that, and you basically got everything that I offer there. Is there anything else you would like to mention to any of the guests? Anything about yourself um, that is worth mentioning? Anything that we didn't go through that you would like people to know about you? Um, yeah, I was just going to add that, you know, with, with awakening and this whole idea of enlightenment, I do believe that this is encoded in your DNA or your soul. If you're called towards awakening um in search of a deeper spiritual connection it's in your soul so you know don't don't deny it it's there for a reason so if you have that calling to to look deeper into yourself and spirituality and a deeper connection with god or the divine whatever you want to call it the universe um you know it's there for a reason so i think everyone that will connect with this will connect for this for the you know with the right for the right reasons i don't believe there's anything um such as a coincidence everything happens for a reason so yeah just just keep following your heart i always say follow your intuition there is a, an unconscious intelligence divine intelligence at play so just find your synchronicity with it and uh, connect and just keep driving forward Thank you so much for listening. Share this episode with someone who's on their spiritual journey and make sure you're following me on all social media platforms. The link to those platforms are in the description. Make sure you guys are following those. Reach out to me if you guys have any questions or concerns or would just like to make a comment on the current episode. Thank you guys so much once more and I hope you guys have a great one.